Welcome to the Voice Tech Podcast. Join me, Carl Robinson, in conversation with the world's leading voice technology experts. Discover the latest products, tools, and techniques, and learn to build the voice apps of the future. So when we talk about personality, what exactly is the personality of the digital assistant? You know, the way it speaks, the tone of the voice, and all of these things. There are different traits which has to be. Today, if, uh, you know, Siri was launched even before Alexa, but what was the turning point that Alexa became more successful and was used more than Siri? There was something missing. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Voice Tech Podcast. This is episode 52, Automotive Voice Design. So in today's episode, recorded on the uh, 4th of October, 2019, you'll hear me talk with Shamla Prayaga, the product owner for the digital assistant at Ford Motor, based in Detroit, Michigan in the USA. There she leads Ford's autonomous digital assistant innovation. So you might remember uh, a few episodes back, I had a wonderful conversation with Adam Enfield from Serence, which is formerly Nuance Automotive. There we got the technology provider's view on, on where things are heading. Well, now you get to hear from the auto manufacturer themselves, and one of the biggest players too in the likes of Ford. In this episode, Shamala gives us, uh, first of all, her background as a designer and uh, the reasons why she moved into voice. She outlines some of the major use cases for voice in the car and discusses some of the major challenges in the automotive industry right now in implementing voice. We discuss uh, what the major factors are to consider when designing voice assistance for the car. She introduces us to a, a new topic, certainly new to me, which was uh, remote-controlled cars, full-size cars that are remote-controlled through uh, a concept called teleoperation. She shares her views on integrating with third parties, such as Serence and Harman Kardon, versus developing your own assistant for the car from scratch. And then we dive into uh, the subjects of biometric identification, data privacy, and security, where we discuss uh, quite interesting examples, such as not only how autonomous cars or cars that have multiple drivers can accurately identify the driver sat in the seat at any one time and adapt, uh, obviously adapt the behavior according to who's sat in the seat, but also in, in the autonomous car situation where um, if you imagine you're a, a passenger and you've summoned your autonomous car, how can you safely recognize the car that turns up to collect you? So obviously there's a safety aspect there. So we discuss how uh, biometric identification and these other technologies can, can help there. Really interesting stuff. Uh, you should also know that Shamla has also launched a, a fascinating new book that went out on uh, on Thanksgiving. It's called Emotionally Engaged Digital Assistant. So uh, go check that out after the show. I'd like to extend a warm welcome to our latest voice tech pro to join the fold, Marina Goplacheva. Thank you, Marina, for supporting the show. Uh, Marina gets her own RSS feed with a high quality ad-free stream, uh, including the bonus questions that I ask some guests at the end of the interview. Uh, to find out more about them and the reasons behind their success. Uh, you can get your own RSS feed instantly on Patreon. Just go to voicetechpodcast.com slash pro and sign up as a Voice Tech Pro. This episode is brought to you by Manning Publishing, an independent publisher of a huge range of software development books. At manning.com, you'll find books on all the technologies you need to learn in order to create world-class voice applications. All the books are available at manning.com. And right now, Voice Tech Podcast listeners get a massive 40% off all the books with the promo code PODVOICETECH19. So go check it out at manning.com. I'm on the line with Shamla Prayaga, the product owner for the digital assistant at Ford Motor in Detroit, Michigan in the USA. There she leads Ford's autonomous digital assistant innovation. 
She previously held roles as a user experience evangelist, a UX design lead, and a UX engineer at a number of companies, including Amazon, Voicebox, and CodeSmart. Shamla has 18 years of design experience, including five years of experience designing voice interfaces for connected home experiences, automotive, and wearables. She's a thought leader in the space. Shamla's research has been widely published, and she regularly speaks at chatbot and voice conferences around the world. So Shamla, it's great to have you on the show. Welcome. Thank you, Carl. It's my pleasure to be on the show. Yeah, I'm really excited to talk about automotive. It's not something we've covered too much on the show. I've done one other conversation, and this is uh, hot on the heels of that that conversation with with Serence. Now, I know you work closely with Serence as well, so we're going to talk a bit about that that partnership. Uh, the topic today is voice design for the car. Of course, you're a voice designer. But before we dive into the, the technical stuff, I just wanted to get a bit of uh, background on, on you and uh, what led you to where you are now how you develop the skill that you're you're known for and, and what it is uh, that you do at the moment. Yeah. So like you mentioned, I have 18 years of experience uh, doing user experience and design. So it's been an interesting journey. I come from a totally different background. I am a civil engineer by education. And then, uh, you know, I used to work as an architect for a construction firm before I moved into technology. So somewhere I had like very close connection to user and user experience. So accidentally, I ended up being in the UX space. And then, you know, I worked with a lot of companies, a lot of uh, startups, big tech companies. So one thing which was common while I was working with all of these things was my, you know, passion to learn new technologies and always working on the latest kind of thing. So when I was working with Amazon, I used to participate in a lot of hackathons and ideathons and things like that. So I remember once I participated in a hackathon, uh, which mm-hmm. was for the shopping tool. It was called the Jungly Hackathon. So, you know, they wanted to see how we can enable more users to use the shopping tool because online shopping was not a big thing, you know, like few years back, even like four or five years back, people were doing that, but not to the extent what they are doing now. Right, right. So what happened was I participated in that hackathon and my idea was uh, called Jungly Shopping Tool. It was an augmented reality app where people can try. So my problem was like, you know, the biggest reason why these online apps are not successful or websites are not successful is there are certain products people want to try before buying. Then what I did is I created an augmented reality app with voice technology where, you know, you can use both of these technology together to actually uh, purchase products, which you're not comfortable, you know, buying online. So that's how it started. Interesting. You you went to a hackathon at Amazon and and built an AR shopping app. And that's how you got into into design, is it? Yeah. And uh, that's how I got into the speech technology and speech domain. Before that, I was Mm. into UX and mobile app development, desktop-based applications and all of those things. But that's where my actual journey with voice started. Fantastic. Well, no better place to start than Amazon, right? You had a a wonderful start to your uh, voice career. Yeah. So my book is called Emotionally Engaged Digital Assistant. So the thing is, the space is overcrowded and getting overcrowded, not just with, you know, voice bots, but also with chatbots. Everyone is focusing on only one thing, you know, having a personality for the assistant. And I see a lot of blog posts. I see a lot of different articles and everything floating around, which only talks about how, you know, we have to create a personality. But what we are missing is what people see is the tip of the iceberg, which has a combination of things, which people see the experience overall. And that's where the connection is built, the emotional connection. 
but below the tip of the iceberg is where all the different elements and layers lies so my book talks about you know all the different elements personality being one of them the tone of the voice the pitch which we use is the other part of it and then it talks about the different processes it talks about you know how personalization which you mentioned previously and uh, it talks about you know the different tools and technologies and capabilities which can be the employed for the emotionally engaged digital assistant I see. So what specifically is missing? You say that people often talk about emotion, but there's, that's only the tip of the iceberg. So what is it that's missing in the dialogue? So, you know, there are like six or seven elements I talk about in this book. So one part is the personality, where uh, how does your assistant sound like or what are the traits and things like that falls into. And then uh, the second thing is, you know, the tone itself, the visual cues which we design also makes a lot of difference in terms of Mm -hmm. how the personality is perceived or how a person is going to connect with the assistant. Then, of course, the chimes and cues which we use also makes the same kind of connection. Those are the just the visual or design part of it. Conversation design plays a very important role. The copywriting techniques we use, how does the bot introduce itself or how does the bot apologize or when does it apologize? All of these kind of different things are very important when we talk about, you know, designing an emotionally engaged digital assistant. Then the other side of it is how much do I know about the user? That makes a lot of difference, you know, like to personalize the experience or Mm. to talk about, you know, like certain things or, you know, like most of the bots, if you talk about it, I would not name the assistants, but most of them are branded as uh, dumb. I see. Yeah, dumb bots. Yeah. (laughs) Even though they have a personality, there are some aspects missing, which is making that kind of, you know, branding. So that is why, you know, my book talks about the emotional engagement people have when there are all of these different aspects, you know, which are included into the personality. Wonderful. And who's the book aimed at? Is it for other designers or is it does it have a wider audience than that? Yeah, so not just for the designers, anyone wanting to get into the voice space or anyone who are designing voice strategies, digital assistant strategies for the companies, you know, this book is uh, much broader than a specific area. Interesting. Okay. Well, and that's out Thanksgiving, you say. It'll be, I assume it'll be available on Amazon. Yeah, it will be. So this is a self-publishing. I'm publishing myself uh, oh, right. and it will be available through Amazon. Very nice. Okay, we've got to look out for that. It's an emotionally engaged digital assistant. Let's talk about the industry then, some of the solutions being tried and the challenges being faced in the, the automotive industry. Obviously, all the major players are trying to implement voice now. And they're all going about it in, you know, in their own unique ways. Some of them are implementing their own voice assistants. Others are, are co-opting the third parties. So could you give us a summary of some of the, the big challenges that they're facing while they're trying to do this and also some of the solutions that they're, they're trying? Yeah. I mean, I would start with the basic challenge, which every OEM is facing or might have faced. You know, Mm -hmm. first of all, the biggest thing is we are talking about mobile context. We're not talking about, you know, an assistant sitting in your living room or kitchen, right? So that changes the dynamics a lot in terms of, you know, uh, how and how much capabilities the assistant has in terms of recognition. The second thing is, even though we have noise cancellation kind of technologies in place, you know, with the car context and the surrounding noise and all, there are still issues which need so to be resolved. There's, there's problems with recognition, you mean with recognition of the speech because it's in a noisy environment? Is exactly, that what you mean? Exactly, yeah, because you are driving and uh, depending on, you know, like your car itself, you know, there could be a level of noise. And then the external noise, of course. So even though you have noise cancellations, you know, there's to a certain extent which, uh, you know, noise cancellations could work. 
we, we don't have, you know, the 100% noise cancellation kind of technology, which, you know, completely takes away all the noise. Right, so that's right. one big problem, you know, and the other problem is, as of now, microphones are very close to the driver. That's how the car manufacturers have designed the experience. Now, when we talk about any other person wanting to interact, it never recognizes the request. And that is where, you know, people get frustrated. That is the biggest challenge which we have to solve for. That's really interesting. That's something I wanted to talk to you a little bit later when we get onto the design challenges is how these microphones, how these assistants cope with multiple passengers. Uh, yeah, it must be a real engineering challenge to know who's talking and, and what to listen to at any one point. What kind of solutions have manufacturers tried to implement then to, to combat this? So, yeah, I mean, push to talk uh, is one thing, you know, like multiple screens, push to talks, multiple microphones, and then, you know, bidirectional kind of technologies are available, which would know where the noise is coming from or the speech is coming from. So there are quite a few technologies uh, which are being looked upon. I see. I remember there's a number of options. So there's the push to talk, there's the wake word, and then there's just passive listening right and there's some other kind of with zero i don't know what what's the term there's yeah zero they call wake it zero system. wake word yeah zero wake word mm. yeah i know a lot of industry you know in companies are trying those kind of technologies but i think that is far-fetched not something at this point people will be comfortable doing our mm. speech not only in the car but even outside the car the technology is not as much evolved in terms of being able to you know 100% recognize like this is what the user is asking unless you know uh, they are able to remove the chunks and things like that got it got it so for the moment we're talking wake words even when there's multiple users in the car yeah interesting okay and whereabouts are the all the manufacturers in relation to one another is everyone roughly at the same point or can you identify certain leaders in the space and and people who've uh, who've perhaps dragged their heels a little bit and have been late to enter the space yeah so i would say like at some point, most of the OEMs are, uh, you know, at the same pace. But then based on my benchmarking, uh, which we did recently, I've seen BMW is trying to lead the space a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things which I have seen BMW is trying is the custom wake word. They also have tried gesture recognition for multimodal interactions and things like that. And uh, they're trying to go more natural. They're trying to, you know, have more use cases in place and things like that. So they are trying to definitely push ahead. They also have a personality uh, for the digital assistant, which none of the OEMs have so far. Yes, indeed. I've seen a presentation on that. In fact, I published it in a previous episode. Yeah, that was uh, really interesting, actually, talking all about the importance of imbuing your uh, your vehicle with personality. That's a whole subject in, in and of itself. Oh, yeah. Go to voicetechpodcast.com slash pro, where for just a few dollars a month, you can become a Voicetech Pro and receive a range of exclusive benefits. Voicetech Pros get more content each month. You unlock access to the entire catalogue of full-length episodes. You can enjoy extra content, such as exclusive interviews just for VoiceTech Pro subscribers, plus bonus questions in the main interviews. And you also get to hear episodes sooner than everyone else. VoiceTech Pros also get a special role in our online community, high-quality episodes with no ads and studio-quality sound, and a chance to support the show and ensure we keep on producing more great episodes like this one. So please go to voicetechpodcast.com slash pro and become a voice tech pro today.
All right, so most of the manufacturers are roughly at the same point. BMW seems to be leading the pack as, as one of the leaders. What are the main use cases in the car then? Like, what, what do manufacturers, vehicle manufacturers, hope that the drivers and the passengers will be using voice for? What's the easy wins? What are the first, uh, first use cases that they're going after? Yeah, so there are some use cases which already exist in the car. First, all the manufacturers have. I'm afraid that's the end of this episode's free preview. That's right, full episodes of the Voice Tech podcast are only available for a limited period of time after their release. The full one-hour episode is available to Voice Tech Pro subscribers, along with all the other episodes we've produced. Go to voicetechpodcast.com pro, where for just a few dollars a month, you can become a Voice Tech Pro and receive a range of exclusive benefits. Voice Tech Pros get more content each month, you unlock access to the entire catalogue of full-length episodes, including this episode. You can enjoy extra content, such as exclusive interviews just for Voice Tech Pro subscribers, plus bonus questions in the main interviews. And you also get to hear episodes sooner than everyone else, weeks ahead of their public release, in fact. Voice Tech Pros also get a special role in our online community, high-quality episodes with no ads and studio-quality sound, and a chance to support the show and ensure we keep on producing more great episodes like this one. So please go to voicetechpodcast.com slash pro and become a Voice Tech Pro today.